Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. No, 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 no. I was going to say something really funny, but I decided not to. Adrift with Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Port. Welcome to the Christmas episode of Adrift. Annabelle knocked on my door today and I flung it open and I said, uh, you, you ain't got to feel guilt, just selfless. Give a little help to the helpless. Yeah. Which is uh, from Band-Aid. Three. Yes. <laughs> really put me in the Christmas spirit. The, the amazing thing was you knew exactly what it was. And I'm not good at that kind of thing. Like yeah. any kind of like lyric out of context or anything, or name that tune or anything like that. I'm terrible. But yeah. I was like, oh, band day three. Yeah, it was uh, It was really impressive, Annabelle. <laughs> thanks, so, thanks. So here we are. This is our Christmas episode. It's going to be our last episode until uh, after the New Year because next week will be Christmas Day, the week after that will be New Year's Day. So the Adrift after this will be coming out on the 8th of January. Mm -hmm. So we want to wish you a Merry Christmas. Happy Christmas. I love it when people say king instead of kin. King, to you and your kin. King. Do people say king? Yeah, yeah, and I feel so superior when they do it. It is uh, a great feeling. Um, So the first thing I wanted to talk about was Christmas presents. Okay. So, I believe my wife contacted you. She did. And she said, how would you feel about us, meaning me and her and you and Tom, the grown-ups, not exchanging gifts this year mm-hmm. and we'll just do something for the children? Yep. She emailed me. It's quite formal. It was an email, it was, was it? It was right, an email. Right, right. right. Email, yeah. and, and you replied, sounds great. Yep. Um, which I feel like a little bit aggrieved that she did that unilaterally because you are a great gift giver and I always <laughs> enjoy seeing what you're going to get for me. Well, even the time I got you a pencil sharpener, that like, I couldn't get the label off properly and it was really sticky. It was a special pencil sharpener. It was a special pencil <laughs> it, it wasn't one where it, could, it contained the shavings yes, itself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, okay. but anyway, you, you know, you're a very thoughtful well, gift giver. Well, so are you. Well, anyway, anyway mm. so Sarah did this yeah. and she had mentioned it to me a while ago. Oh, okay. Before she asked you. Yeah, she said she'd mentioned it to you first. But then it sort of fell out of my head. Oh, oh so you bought me a present anyway? Yes. Oh, no. So, but I'm not going to give it to you. Oh, because, yeah, cause don't, because I haven't, well, could you? No, I mean, <laughs> I, I haven't got you one, so it'd be embarrassing. Exactly, yeah. So I've got you what I think is a really nice present. No. And I'm going to have to save it for your birthday. Oh, well, that's quite soon. 
I know, but it's yeah. quite frustrating. Oh, no. Like I've got a present sitting within metres of me. Really? Yeah. I'm looking around. Yeah, you, you <laughs> won't be able to see it. But... I could give you a lint chocolate. I've got lint chocolate. <laughs> oh, no. I'm not sure I approve of all this. Well, the, the adults not giving the presents. Mm. Well, I think it's a, it's a money-saving exercise, isn't it? I think that was the idea. But it didn't, didn't work for you so much, but <laughs> it worked for me as it turned out. Yeah, I think it was money-saving. Yeah, oh. so 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 that's, uh, that's the first thing. Um, the second thing is the greengrocer round the corner from us. Mm. We were watching TV. The, it, it, it's a great, it's a great greengrocer. Like, I'm in there all the time. Okay. I've got, there's two guys work behind the counter. Mm-hmm. One is just the loveliest guy. Right. And the other I've got pegged as a bit moody, but it might just be that he doesn't like me. Okay. So I don't I don't know which which it is. But you've got no reasons the way he might. No, but no. I just think I annoy people. I think like, you know, some some people they just take against me. Okay. I, I grate on a lot of people. <laughs> okay, okay. Anyway, a reason I mentioned this is watching TV the other night and a, an advert comes on mm. for Visa. Okay. Yeah, the the bank cards. Yeah, yeah. Not the uh Visas to get into other countries. Right, not, don't use They tend not to advertise. <laughs> no, 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 no. Thinking of travelling to India, <laughs> you'll need a visa. <laughs> Available now from all good consulates. No, yeah. not generally. Now, I was watching that. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I'm sat upright because yeah. there on the screen is the nice one from the greengrocers no. singing a line. And somebody, I couldn't believe it. Your greengrocer. Yeah, oh. This advert, it looks like something that would be cast, you know, that these are people mm. pretending to be shopkeepers, but they're real. And there is my guy. That is a really singing. lovely mm. So I was so excited. And I thought, I'm, I'm, I can't wait to see him the next time I'm in there. Mm. So I, I went in. Yeah. He wasn't working. Okay. Mm. Went in again. Yeah, yeah. And there he was. Yeah. So I say, oh, has Hollywood phoned yet? Oh, good comment. And he goes, oh, not yet. Oh. Like he's enjoying the attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a little laugh. And then he goes off into the stock room. Mm. Then I'm aware that the other one is is just there scowling. Right. The mean one. <laughs> okay, yeah. So then to sort of curry his favour, <laughs> I say, they should have put you in that advert. You would have been better. No. You badmouth <laughs> the nice one to try and like gain the favour of the, the bad one. Yeah, you know what happened? What? Didn't crack a smile or anything. Oh. Just kept scowling. He probably thought you were terrible, being horrible <laughs> about his friends. If he didn't already hate me, he Aww. definitely does now. Computer sounds are awesome. Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Port. Adrift. It is time to hear your stories, Annabelle. Have you sifted through uh-huh. the Christmas post bag, taken out all the Christmas cards, and yeah. just left us with some stories? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's hard to do because there were so many of them, but yes. And the first one is from Sam. My brain sometimes has a weird way of making me speak before I've decided how to form the sentence I'm going to say, Mm. often leading to things being a little oddly worded, but usually people get the gist of what I'm saying. I think it's through fear of awkward silences that I just start speaking before any silence can happen. One time, back when I was in college, I was meeting with a friend and his friend who I'd never met before. Coincidentally, they're both named Chris. At one point we were standing around and the two of them were throwing painfully unfunny attempts at puns at each other and sort of politely fake laughing. The little huff you do, you know the one, the polite laugh. It got to the point where it was excruciating. Terrible jokes, they both knew it, but they were laughing at each other out of politeness. Now, I'm no professional comedian, but their attempts at humour were starting to make me cringe. I think they knew it and needed to move the conversation on somehow. And my brain decided it'd be a good idea to say something funny to put an end to it and move this conversation on. A way of saying the jokes were bad and we needed to stop, but in a way that wouldn't make the two of them feel insulted. 
In the little time it allows me to think before breaking a silence or an awkward moment, my brain decided the best gag to make would be to point out that while I was not exactly a professional comedian, in comparison to them, I could win a comedy award or something. Something along the lines of, Christ, I'm not that funny, but around you two, I feel like I could be a flipping professional comic. You get the idea. The words that came out of my mouth were, you guys make me feel funny. <laughs> well, it successfully stopped the puns. They both immediately <laughs> focused their eyes on me in the coldest, most confused glare I ever remember being on the receiving end of. I still hadn't worked out that this had sounded odd. In my mind, I had adequately portrayed what I wanted to say. They must have misunderstood somehow. So I decided to reiterate more emphasis. You guys make me feel funny. They looked even more confused until I finally twigged what I'd said to them. I felt the cringe creep all the way up my back. Try explaining something like this fast while also panicking. I mean, you guys make me feel like I'm funny, I stuttered. <laughs> like, in comparison, but because of the bad jokes. <laughs> they finally just about understood what I meant, but they both looked sufficiently freaked out at this point. I made my excuses and headed off to the bus home. Soon after that, cringing all the way back. Chris and I have a laugh about it nowadays. We both know several Chris's, so anytime he needs to bring up that particular Chris, he says, the one who makes you feel funny. It occasionally comes up. I've never seen the other Chris since. It's very good. And this is from Ian. I met my future wife, who was in the UK from Sydney, and she was on a holiday work kind of trip. After a few months of dating, I knew she was the one, and we agreed to marry in the next year. I'd only spoken to her parents by landline. Mobiles, Skype and the like had not been invented yet. The first time I met her parents was when they had travelled over to attend our wedding and were a week early to prepare. We decided a trip to London would be nice and pass some time with them. Unfortunately, every time I wished to use a public toilet, my father-in-law-to-be, Jim, would somehow synchronise his bladder with mine. (sighs) I barely knew the man and he would stand inches from me at the urinals in full flow whilst I would be absolutely busting yet not be able to pass one drop. This continued on our trek around London and there were times when I thought I may well explode and be humiliated. We were for some reason in the Hilton Hotel and I saw my chance to use the toilet but as luck would had it, Jim followed me in. This was a disaster. Yet again, he stood right next to me when there were ample other urinals to use. Do Australians not know the etiquette of standing clear of fellow urinal users? Surely this isn't just our English ways. Surely not. Now, at this point, I felt myself straining to no avail. And it crossed my mind that too much of a strain may cause me to, shall I say, backfire. Yet again, my bashful bladder got the better of me. And as we went to wash our hands, an attendant was waiting. And I noticed a dish with coins in it. Of course, it was a Hilton, and I suppose you're meant to tip the attendant upon washing your hands and leaving. Jim dug deep and left some change, and I tried to follow suit, but the only coin that was in my pocket was a 1p coin. (laughs) For what was only a second, yet somehow seemed much longer, I tossed the coin into the dish and immediately broke into a sweat with horror. The more I thought about it, the more remorse I felt, as there were no (laughs) other coppers in his dish, yet I had the cheek not only to put a copper in, but a mere 1p. I cannot recall emptying my bladder that day, but it's something that often haunts me to this day, along with that tip. Please share your stories uh, for 2020. You can email us hello at adriftpodcast.com. Form an orderly bubble and off we go. 
adrift. All right, AP, are we having a special Christmas edition of Ways in Which You're Not a Fully Functioning Adult? Yes, part 43. Do some, like, jingle bells or something. <laughs> got jingle bells. When we did the radio show, oh. I would get Gareth to record himself playing sleigh bells over the top of all the bits of backing music that we use, yeah, and that... it would drive you insane. Yeah, yeah, it would, yeah, but now I want it, because <laughs> I can't have it. I haven't got any sleigh bells. No, well, no. Actually, have you noticed Sarah's tied some little sleigh bells around the banister as you come up the stairs oh so if you're heavy footed which we all are in this family right you get a little jingle jingle that's lovely yeah very nice but you're you're you know you're so light no i'm very heavy footed you're not i am like like a little ballerina okay well let's move on so part 43 jingle 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 how christmas makes me simultaneously go christmas and oh christmas which i do wonder is not actually quite normal. Do you know, I think, so, I think yeah, it's yeah. quite normal, is it? Because there is a lot that is wrong with Christmas. It's understandable. Like it's 1,683 years old. I worked it out. It's had a lot of time to get into bad habits. It's, it's hard to shake. Like Nativity Story. I think some changes can be made there. And you can argue with me that it's a historical story. It's just what happened. You can't change that. And I say that Matthew and Luke wrote it 70 years after it happened. Ask me to write about something accurately that happened a month ago. I would struggle. <laughs> 70 years. So let's face it, they made stuff up. So let's make these changes. First one, why do we call Mary the Virgin Mary, but Joseph is just Joseph? He's not identified <laughs> by his sexual experience. This is wrong to me. I'm going to start calling him the Virgin Joseph. Or if I find out that he's done it already, the Dirty Joseph. <laughs> I know that they're really branding her with virgin to exclude any thoughts that she might have done it with a human and that Jesus had a human dad when they want us to believe that the Holy Spirit made her pregnant. How is a big question here, but I'm more interested in how the Holy Spirit made a cuckold of Joseph. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody thinks about him, do they? The dirty Joseph. I have got some jealousy issues surrounding the Virgin Mary, or as I like to call her, her sexual history is no one's business but her own Mary. <laughs> I think they probably stem from never getting to be married in the school nativity. And it, it is actually the only explicitly female role. And it always got given to a blonde pretty girl, always. And I think that that, that sort of thing sticks with you, doesn't mm. it? What, what were you in the nativity? Was... I found a picture the other day where it was some kind of, high, it was, there were definitely nativity elements, but I was dressed as a chef <laughs> with a wooden spoon. <laughs> I'm sort of four or five years old or something. It's quite Aww. difficult to tell what's going on because there are other kids dressed as shepherds and there's a doll, uh, but then there are some bigger kids in mortarboards. Really? Yeah. Oh, they did one of those creative nativities. Yeah, yeah. Because I was thinking that maybe you were the innkeeper and he was in the middle of making breakfast. I don't know. Oh, maybe. And maybe the guys in mortarboards were three wise men. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, you were the innkeeper. Okay, yeah. Okay, okay. I'm also jealous of how Mary... There were two of us. Uh, they can be two innkeepers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're running it together. I'm second innkeeper. Okay. Mm, okay. So Mary, she travelled 80 miles from Galilee to Bethlehem for the census. While she was, she was very heavily pregnant, wasn't she? Like it was right before her due date. When I was heavily pregnant, I was too scared to be more than a mile away from my hospital notes, pillow, hospital bag with my stress balls and massage oil <laughs> and aromatherapy oils, all of which during labour lay untouched in my bag while I begged for an epidural. <laughs> Why was she so carefree? I'm also jealous of her because I know from away in the manger that the baby Jesus goes to sleep in a manger and when he gets woken by the cattle, the little Lord Jesus, no crying he makes. She had one of those easy babies. <laughs> Hate her. 
<laughs> I think I've got a bit more carried away with the nativity play than I planned to there. I haven't even mentioned yet how I don't like carols as very few have a chorus. <laughs> away in a manger, little town of Bethlehem, silent night, good King Wenceslas, no chorus. Imagine right. YMCA without a chorus. Yeah. Now imagine how much better away in the manger would be with actions. Yes. Pigs in blankets. Blankets. Like, I'm not a meat eater, but the word blanket <laughs> is never going to make me salivate. I don't mind the pig beer. Like, let's just say what it is and not try and kid anyone with pork. But blanket is also a bit medieval. Let's update it with pigs in duvets. <laughs> or if you still want to be a little bit retro, you could say pigs in continental quilts. Thank you. I know that's a little, little <laughs> pig of me. I can't call them that. Or what about pigs in a onesie? <laughs> or pigs in full body class up, cast after the terrible accident of being slaughtered. <laughs> I have made myself feel way more Christmassy than I ever imagined. Happy Christmas, everyone! <laughs> Unless you listen to this in July or something. Until we're all caught out pretending we know what we're doing, which we don't, obviously. Mm, it's quite apparent. Adrift. After we finish recording the podcast, we're going to go downstairs, we're going to switch the Christmas tree lights on, and we are going to answer your festive questions if you are a Patreon supporter. And you'll be able to watch that instead of watching the Queen's Speech or James Bond or... Mm. Doctor Who or Christmas EastEnders or whatever it is you're planning on watching. You can gather the whole family around you. I don't mind if they're not all Patreon supporters. Gather the whole family, young and old, round your computer and all watch the lovely Patreon Christmas video. Yes. So uh, so, so that's what we're going to be doing. I haven't, I've deliberately not looked at any of the questions mm-hmm. in advance. Am I going to be wrong-footed by anything, do you think? No. <laughs> what? No, you'll be fine. It's not going to be like sort of being grilled by Andrew Neil. No, no, no. <laughs> No, no, you're going to be fine. Okay. Well, uh, that's that's what we're going to be doing. And if you are a Patreon supporter, you will have access to that very soon. Um, before, Definitely before Christmas. Okay, you said that as if I don't know. And I was thinking, is it going to be this year? I don't know. Is it this year? No, I was just trying to remember how to know. Because we don't want to release it in the new year no. with a Christmas tree on. No, that's bad luck. No, we're, <laughs> you're definitely going to get it like before the weekend. Oh, brilliant. Um, I've just got to tr- try and remember how to do it. Okay. I'm also worrying, is the iPad charged up that oh, we do God. it on? <sighs> There's just so many logistics at this I time know. of year, aren't there? At this time of year, I know, so many. Yes. Um, so, so, yeah, I'm quite excited to do that. I tried on a Christmas jumper earlier on, and uh, it's it's doesn't fit as well as it used to. Still going to wear it, though? I don't think so, because it's also got a weird stain on it. Hmm. And we don't have the technology to CGI out the just, stain, do we? I was we? just thinking, and you can do some kind of like soft focus effect like, yeah. in general, yeah. Okay, uh, we've got to put some tinsel on you or something? I was thinking of just wearing what I'm wearing, which is a yellow sweatshirt. Okay. My wife did say to me earlier on, she said, uh, will you be getting your hair cut before Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> there was so much in that question. I know. So much. I know. And what was your answer? I, went, I think I, went, I will. Well, I, uh, it's a, it seems to be implied in the question that you would like me to, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. is what I said. Mm. Um, anyway, so if you would like to see this video, if you're a Patreon supporter already, you will have access to it as soon as it's up. If you're not, if you just pledge a little money, if you listen to the podcast, you enjoy it, and you'd like to support us and enable us to keep doing it, then just pledge an American dollar a month. Two, five, ten if you're feeling a bit flush. More if you're an oligarch. (laughs) Uh, We appreciate it greatly. I will just say thank you to everybody who's supported us again this year. It's uh, hugely appreciated, and it basically buys our time Mm -hmm. so that we can keep doing the podcast which we love doing um 
So uh, if if you don't already, you can support us on patreon.com stroke adrift. And uh, if you do, then look out. Video coming in the next few days. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. If you know where you're going... It doesn't matter if the location is going in that same direction because you're already making the move. Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Port are adrift. Do you know what? It's a great time of year if you enjoy citrus fruit, I think. I mean, not not just your oranges, but mm. your, your tangerines. Oh, yeah. Satsumas. Nectarines. No. Nectar- clementines. Clementine, yeah. Mandarins. Mandarin. I mean, this this type of... Why are you pulling your face? They're all the same. Why have they all got different names? Let me tell you something. I, this is going to be controversial. This mm. is probably going to upset some of the listeners. Yeah, yeah. I don't understand why we need to bother with oranges now we've got easy peelers. Yeah. What's the point? It's no point. They're just like, like, they're just like unprepared. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just the pith. I don't like saying pith, by the way. Pith. Who does? Pith. pith. I don't mind it in Ooh. context of a pith helmet. <laughs> pith helmet, yeah. Why are pith it's not as bad when you have to put helmet on the end. Pith, pith helmet. Mm. Um, I would look great in a pith helmet. Oh yeah. I know that Sarah says that we're not allowed to do Christmas presents, but just dropping the hint. Okay. Just in case you change your mind last minute. <laughs> okay, okay. Can I get him something. Just imagine me in a pith helmet. Just yeah. look at me. Yeah. Now, now close your eyes. Yeah. Imagine same me pith helmet. It suits you. Does doesn't it? It really, really yeah. suits you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, did you see that David Bellamy died? I did. Mm. Yeah. I think probably like more people knew Lenny Henry's impersonation of him mm. than remember anything he actually said. I think people can bring him to mind. Yeah, yeah. But what you actually remember is Lenny Henry saying, down here in the undergrowth. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was going to do it then, <laughs> bottled out, didn't I? I really wanted to do it because it was one of my impressions when I was younger. Well, everyone used to do impressions of him when they were younger. It was like, rambling through the undergrowth. But everyone was doing an impression of Lenny Henry doing yeah. an impression of David Bellamy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think we should just get rid of an orange. We don't need them anymore. Right. Okay. I'm I'm very supportive of that. Okay. Yeah. Um, what else did I want to tell you about? There was definitely something. Oh, this is this. So what this has turned into this week is a little slot of Christmassy controversial opinions. Mm-hmm. Ready for the second one? Yeah. You know how one thing they say about things like Uber is they disrupt whole industries. Mm-hmm. So if you think like a, a tech company like Uber comes along, and there may be problems with the way it's set up and the way they undercut and the way they pay the taxes and stuff, but but they disrupt whole industries. In that case, it's the taxi industry. And in London, like the, the drivers of the black taxis, they, they go on and on about the Uber drivers because it's, it's transformed it. Mm. Do you know which industry needs transforming? Go on. Picture framing. Okay, go on. Tell me more. I just think those people never seem that needy for your business. <laughs> I went into the picture framers on Friday, which would have been, what is that, the 14th? Okay. 13th? 13th, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and add something, said, would you be able to frame this in time for Christmas? He goes, no, I don't, don't think so, no. 
What? And I feel that is often the case with the picture framers. You either like want it done by a certain day, and they're like, "Yeah, I don't think so," or or it's like, "Yeah, it's, it's going to take three weeks." How hard is it? I know. I mean, I, I say that not knowing how hard it no, is. No, so no, no. Maybe but I'm I wrong. Feel like they they act like there's a lot more mystery to payment paying a. Fr- uh, framing a picture i framed every picture in my house and yeah it might not be as good as they do it but i don't know i feel bad now like what if someone's listening who's a picture framer and they feel really insulted well it is the thing i I think picture framers don't want you to know mm. about what they actually do because you think you just take a back off a frame yeah <laughs> you could probably do that you could probably do that in half an hour like they don't the want back, every, get the right yeah, size yeah, yeah, yeah. take the back off put it in it is a bit fiddly though especially those like little clips you have to pick like oh yeah your finger under your fingernail yeah. that yeah, is fiddly yeah, yeah, yeah. don't get me wrong but it's not a whole day maybe fiddly. most of what they're doing is just taking time to recover from sore fingernails yeah yeah they, they can only work every other day yeah, <laughs> yeah you're quite right jeff, jeff lloyd and annabelle port germans drift so for the last time this year, this decade, um, I remember the 80s turning to the 90s and feeling like, God, that was a, a real moment. And now here we are, 2020, Annabelle. And what about like, 19, like tonight I'm going to party like it's 1999, how that felt? Space 1999. Wow, now it just feels really flat. Maybe I, know. I think it might be our age. <laughs> um, yeah, so, uh, so for the last time this year, this decade, we have... At Quandary Corner at the Glap Clinic in Problematic. Okay, first one's from Laureline. What was that little thing you just did I then? just felt a bit like like n- the last one of the decade made it feel so historic to me. It is, yeah. And then, and then I realised it wasn't and I stopped making that little <laughs> <Right>. face. <laughs> okay, Laureline says, Annabelle has touched on this problem before in that once you have a hairdresser in a salon, you're obliged to either stick with that hairdresser or just change salons. I used to have a hairdresser recommended by a friend. The the cuts were always okay. They were never quite the colouring I wanted, either too light or too dark. And the cuts were never quite the same way twice. About a year and a half ago, another hairdresser arrived at the salon. Her cuts always looked great. But I was obliged, obviously, to stick with my hairdresser, looking on enviously as the new hairdresser turned out. Great cut after great cut. Well, I got various approximations to what I had in mind. Then about six months ago, I got a text from my hairdresser that she was leaving the salon and getting a check at another salon and would I want to book my next appointment there? Obviously, I made my next appointment with the hairdresser I'd coveted and since then, my haircuts have been great. The colouring is always the same. However, my friend did follow the original hairdresser to her new salon, but she informs me that the hairdresser is now returning back to her original salon because apparently not enough customers followed her. Because she's not good enough, I'm thinking. Anyway, here's my dilemma. Should I stick with my new hairdresser, even if the old old hairdresser is only one or two seats away from me, or should I just find a new salon altogether? You need to work out when her regular day off is. Ah, and then you book it on that day. Yeah. What if she doesn't have a day off? Everyone has a day off. Really? Oh, you, so you're saying if it's, say, on the open... Well, in, I suppose Six in America they work more hours, don't they? Because yeah. they haven't got the same kind of protections enshrined in law as we have. Yeah, actually, um, she could easily be working there six days a week. Mm, that's a problem. And what if she can't go on the... Like, maybe she can't go on a Wednesday. Maybe she can only go on a Saturday. That's a, it's a problem. I think you're justified to stick with a new one. Like, she left... You, If your friend hadn't told you, you didn't know she was coming back until the first time you see her, and then... Port protocol. <laughs> <laughs> Just pretend that you never. So here's met her. here's the thing that made it difficult is the text. Mm. 
Oh, you even order text. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you, and you, so oh, th- there's, so a, there's a missing piece of information here, mm. which is, was the new salon that she went to, mm. was that more of a schlep for you to get to? Yeah, because that could be your get out. Because if it's next door but one, mm. I mean, it'll be very awkward being in the same room with, with her. You'll, I mean, maybe you'll need to go to the other salon where she went to and find a whole new hairdresser there. Oh, well, that's not such a bad idea. That would be the solution, wouldn't it? Mm. But then, well, then what if the hairdresser went back to that one? Oh, God. <laughs> so this is actually nightmarish. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we need to introduce a third salon into the mix. <laughs> or just move, move towns. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Okay. Right, let's go on to... Erica. I'm not sure if the Glep Clinic is the right venue for this question, but you definitely seem like the right people to ask. <laughs> I'm hoping you can direct me or help me out of this at this appropriate forum. I have a question regarding social conduct inspired by the behaviour of a certain neighbour of mine, or should I say behaviour of neighbours. Naturally, as a drifter, I will never confront my neighbours on this behaviour. And anyway, it doesn't really affect my life in any way, shape or form. However, I would very much like to know, as a matter of principle, whether this is normal. Okay. First, I should explain that we live in a building with a roof deck and the roof deck is partitioned into private sections. So residents have their own allocated spaces, but really we all share the same roof. There are privacy fences up between the partitions so you can reasonably enjoy your roof space without feeling overly obligated to interact with the neighbours. But you can obviously hear and mostly see what everybody is doing. For this reason, I know for a fact that one of the neighbours brings a television up to their partition of the roof. Now, I find this behaviour strikingly odd for two reasons. The first is that I can't imagine carrying a television set up with me to the roof. I personally can barely be bothered to carry up both food and drinks. (laughs) So the thought of taking multiple trips to bring up TV, food, drinks, blankets or whatever other accessories just makes me feel exhausted. But more to the point, I think it's deeply weird to watch TV outside like that. It does seem like they have a very nice setup once everything is up there. There's just something about TV that feels like an indoors activity to me and I can't get over it. Not that there's anything to be done. I just want to know, is it normal to watch TV outside? Like it is like so so straight away I say it is absolutely abnormal. Mm. And then when I listen to it, I think, God, that guy is living the life. <laughs> nice time watching tv on a roof he's got food he's got snacks he's got a blanket yeah i don't think it's that you know he he's some kind of degenerate watching tv on a roof i just think he's got more commitment i think everybody listening to this Mm. has had the same reaction to like i think you had this reaction i think annabelle and i had it Mm. which is that's quite a nice setup. Mm-mm. It's just nobody else can be bothered. And you think, what if yeah. it starts raining? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, where's he getting his power from? I think Erica, Like, what is the TV plugged into? Well, he's obviously got some kind of portable TV, which does feel a bit weird to me to still have a portable TV. I'm not sure you can still buy portable TV. No, with a little aerial sticking out. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. imagining. Yeah. Would it be battery run or is he running up a cable up the stairs? Difficult to say. There's I mean, a lot, a lot of people have eschewed that kind of thing in favour of a, a laptop, haven't they? Yes, yes. I think Erica needs to ask her yourself change that tv to a radio have you still got a problem right i don't think anyone would have a problem with the radio apart from noise but well i think the noise is an issue i don't mm. think that's not not an issue but that's not bothering her the noise right it's the fact that he's doing it that seems to be causing an issue here it's almost like it's a, a drive-in cinema but on his roof yes i do think as well that it can be hard to see the picture. Like I quite, if I'm watching TV during the day, I quite often close the curtains. Like yes. I'm indoors. Like how is he seeing the picture very well? Difficult to say. Hmm. I, I, I'm starting to feel more and more respect for him. And I'm not saying it's normal, but I think it's okay. 
And that was our podcast for the year, for the decade. Um, thank you very much for listening. We appreciate it hugely. Thanks for sticking with us. Uh, thanks to Man and the Echo for the uh, for the backing music. Tell you what, their albums would make a very good Christmas present for somebody. Maybe you. Uh, not you, Annabelle. I'm just saying to the listener, you can say to somebody, do you know I'd love Christmas? A couple of Man and the Echo albums. Uh, thanks to Emily Harrison for the incidental music. Merry Christmas to Vince Lynch and Simon Wilcox, who are announcers and made our little eye dents. Merry Christmas to Patrick Gunning and Iwana Babu, who, uh, who provided our, our technical support. Um, who else? we got Carla Gowlett, of course. Merry Christmas to her happy Christmas. Uh, for taking the photos. And a Happy New Year to Kim Rainey, who happy made the artwork. So I hope you have a marvellous holiday season celebrating uh, Christmas, Hanukkah, Festivus for the rest of us, whatever it is that you do. Uh, I hope it's hugely enjoyable. Um, I hope you get plenty of drifter stories out of it that you can then share with us in the new year. And I'll finish by saying Merry Christmas and you guys make me feel funny. One last bit of business before we uh, we wrap up for the year, and this comes from Alex Yates, who says, Dear Jeff and Annabelle, I've just discovered the podcast as the other day on the commute, the mind began to wander, as it does, and I realise it's been ages since I heard you guys on the radio. I used to listen to The Late Show when I was about 14. I loved the phone-ins, but Drunk versus Stoned was my favourite part. Drunk versus Stoned. Oh, I didn't... It is a rare treat, Alex, to get to, to Annabelle yeah. to do that. You usually won't be goaded into it, will no, you? No. Yeah, I did it quite happily. Yeah. Um, sadly, being 14, I never got to take part, both at the time and in the 12 years or so since I've told many people about the game and no one seems to believe me or really got why it was so funny. It does feel like a sort of thing like, oh, you know, that didn't happen. Like, it still feels a bit like it didn't happen. Why was it allowed? 
because we put we were very clever in the way we did it so we put a disclaimer on every night which right. said and remember this is an educational feature <laughs> to show of the harmful effects that um uh, cannabis consumption or alcohol abuse can have on your cognitive faculties and that something. made it okay yeah wow yeah um although i was in a department store earlier today and i saw some kind of christmas board game called drunk stoned or dot 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 and i thought if that was based on drug versus stoned why didn't we do a board game but there's still time <laughs> 12 years later yeah <laughs> uh i always felt like i was part of an underground faction like star trek but much cooler <laughs> we're cooler <laughs> uh, that is a lovely lovely thing to read though thanks yeah. for that alex uh he says since then i've been listening to the back catalogue every day i first tried while listening whilst at work unfortunately my colleagues Thought my laughing like a banshee was weird, so I switched to listening in the car. That didn't work well at first either, as I almost crashed it around about. Thankfully, I now have a grip on listening to the podcast whilst driving without endangering other road users. Oh, good to hear. Anyway, I love that my old fandom has now been rekindled in a new format. Uh, sometimes I regret that I never stopped being such an awkward person, but listening to all the stories on the show and remembering similar things that have happened to me mm. has at least made me a fellow drifter. Uh, I'd love to have a publication. All the best, Alex. Alex, I'm so thrilled that you found us. Yeah, lovely, isn't it? I have such fond memories of that late night show. And I do think that this this podcast is like the, the descendant of that show. It's probably like the closest to that show than anything else we ever did. Mm. Uh, so it is is great to have you listening. So thank you. Uh, I hope you have a marvellous Christmas. And that goes for you too everybody and if you'd like a podication in 2020 Ooh. email hello at adriftpodcast.com adrift adrift One last bit of business before we uh, we wrap up for the year, and this comes from Alex Yates, who says, Dear Jeff and Annabelle, I've just discovered the podcast as the other day on the commute, the mind began to wander, as it does, and I realise it's been ages since I heard you guys on the radio. I used to listen to The Late Show when I was about 14. I loved the phone-ins, but Drunk versus Stoned was my favourite part. Drunk versus Stoned. Oh, I didn't... It is a rare treat, Alex, to get to, to Annabelle yeah. to do that. You usually won't be goaded into it, will no, you? No. Yeah. I did it quite happily. Yeah. Um, sadly, being 14, I never got to take part, both at the time and in the 12 years or so since I've told many people about the game and no one seems to believe me or really got why it was so funny. It does feel like a sort of thing like, oh, you know, that didn't, that didn't happen. Like, it still feels a bit like it didn't happen. Why was it allowed? Because we put, we were very clever in the way we did it, so we put a disclaimer on every night, which right. said, "And remember, this is an educational feature <laughs> to show of the harmful effects that um, uh, cannabis consumption or alcohol abuse can have on your cognitive faculties." And that made it okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, although I was in a department store earlier today, and I saw some kind of Christmas board game called Drunk Stoned, or dot dot dot, and I thought. I wonder if that was based on drug versus stoned. Why didn't we do a board game? But there's still time. <laughs> 12 years later, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I always felt like I was part of an underground faction like Star Trek, but much cooler. <laughs> we're cooler. Uh, that is a lo- lovely thing to read, though. Thanks yeah. for that, Alex. Uh, he says, since then, I've been listening to the back catalogue every day. I first tried while listening whilst at work. Unfortunately, my colleagues thought my laughing like a banshee was weird, so I switched to listening in the car. That didn't work well at first either, as I almost crashed it around about. Thankfully, I now have a grip on listening to the podcast whilst driving without endangering other road users. Oh, good to hear. Anyway, I love that my old fandom has now been rekindled in a new format. Uh, sometimes I regret that I never stopped being such an awkward person, but listening to all the stories on the show and remembering similar things that have happened to me mm. has at least made me a fellow drifter. Uh, I'd love to have a publication. All the best, Alex. Alex, I'm so thrilled that you found us. Yeah, lovely, isn't it? I have such fond memories of that late night show. And I do think that this this podcast is like the, the descendant of that show. It's probably like the closest to that show than anything else we ever did. Mm. Uh, so it is, is great to have you listening. So thank you. Uh, I hope you have a marvellous Christmas. And that goes... For you too, everybody. And if you'd like a podication in 2020, email hello at adriftpodcast.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.